Citizen Critic is a production of iHeartRadio and Double Elvis. Hey everyone, this is Scott Janovitz. I know you don't come to Citizen Critic for this, but we just want to take a minute before this episode and acknowledge the massive and completely righteous uprising that's taking place across this country and in places around the world in response to the tragic and criminal murder of people of color at the hands of police, who are obviously state-sanctioned actors and thus ultimately actors who do what they do in our own names, that the police are, as I speak, responding to the protest of police violence with just more and more police violence, regardless of the fact that the eyes of the world are directly upon them, uh, tells us everything we need to know about the mindset of absolute authority ingrained into that institution. It's obvious that this kind of brutality is only a symptom of ongoing systemic racism at every level of government and society that serves to segregate and marginalize people of color and to deny them justice and opportunity over and over. As white American men, we know that ours are not the most essential voices at this time. But we also know that we all need to collectively call for sweeping reform to dismantle these systems of power and white supremacy. We know that we need to examine our own uh, culpability in being passive and allowing that culture to continue as long as it has. Not only allowing, but benefiting from it. We both hope that this is the inflection point that it feels like and that we can, as a country, take advantage of the moment. We stand with the brave and committed protesters and we mourn and demand justice for those murdered at the hands of, of those who do so in our names. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Philando Castile, Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, Walter Scott, Eric Reason, Trayvon Martin, and just far, far too many more. Black Lives Matter. On this episode of Citizen Critic, it's almost as though Purple Rain is little more than some kind of vehicle to showcase Prince. We'll find out what people who hate Prince and his music think about Purple Rain, the Prince movie. And we'll discuss our favorite genre of music, mid-tone rock. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called Citizen Critic. Thank you.
Hello and welcome to Citizen Critic. I'm Scott Janovitz. And I'm Greg Conley. Today we're talking about Purple Rain, Greg. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful album. (laughs) This movie is troubling. Well, (laughs) there's a lot of levels of troubling in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's delightful in so many ways. Yeah, I mean the music is absolutely wonderful. The music is wonderful. The, Agreed. It print just watching Prince be an absolute alien is wonderful. Yeah. Um, Morris yeah. Day is great. Morris Day is, I think, at point steals the show as far as how he spoke, like his his speech pattern and just his character. I wish you could see my home. It's it's so exciting. In my bedroom, I have a brand. What a bed. What a bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. But he's pretty good. Uh, Wendy and Lisa are pretty good. I think, yeah. I, th- I think both Wendy and Lisa are quite good. And that's about it for good performances. I think that Morris Day's uh, mirror guy is a pretty, yeah, that's the yeah. worst job ever created by a human being. His valet. His valet. That guy just falls around with the mirror, yeah. shines his shoes, yeah. dumps that poor girl in the dumpster. Which is, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there is a, the vaguest whiff of misogyny to this movie. <laughs> it is just a covered hint. in it, my friend. That is dracar noir in miami in 1986 <laughs> all you can smell so crazy and that's prince it was not a misogynist he was he was constantly lifting up women <clears throat> yeah not to throw them in dumpsters um, <laughs> but to lift them up creatively and professionally yeah i was thinking we think about prince as he was later where he had much more power and control he he was not in control of all this stuff, you know. No, and I don't think this was this wasn't like about Prince. <laughs> it well, was, it's it's um supposedly vaguely loosely yeah, vaguely, but uh, it's like obviously there's plot points and you know yeah, like his mother and father trouble. It's really loose. Yeah, really yeah. loose. His mother and father, like you know, I'm thinking about this the, when doves cry and the lyric. Uh, maybe I'm just like my father, too bold. Yeah, that's that's it is. He's too bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe like my mother, she's never satisfied. It's like those things are not equal. No, no. Being too bold and being somebody who's never satisfied as their defining characteristics. I was clutching uh, a a blanket by the end of it. I was like, I don't want to watch anymore. His mother and father. God almighty, that relationship. His father is like. He's painted as the most sympathetic character. Like, oh, that poor man. Fucking beating up his mother. Yeah. What's the matter with this house? You're crazy. (laughs) They were both terrible. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, that is definitely. You never let me have any fun. (laughs) Like she's lying on the floor, bloodied. Who wrote it? I didn't even. Directed by Albert Magnoli. Written by Magnoli and William Blinn. Uh, he also wrote uh, Tango and Cash. Oh, oh, oh wow. And Greg, <laughs> you know what else he wrote? Oh, man. I'm glad I'm sitting down. And now, ladies and gentlemen. No, he didn't. Becky Cameron. Uh-huh. Floor. 
the man wrote American Anthem. Oh my lord. How is he not <laughs> celebrated more? How is he not in prison? Oh, <laughs> uh, lady, what's his name? Uh Albert Magnoli. Steel Magnoli. Those were those three movies. Purple Rain, Tango and Cash, American he Anthem. Some, uh he wrote American <laughs> Anthem, Tango and Cash. Uh, I hadn't I haven't heard of the other ones. He said something bad to somebody. He was riding a tango in cash high and he was like, said something to like a, a studio executive. Yeah. Like, go fuck your mother. You know who yeah. I am. I wrote American Anthem. <laughs> yeah, like, we know exactly who you are. Have fun. You on ever heard bridges. of Mitch Gaylord? <laughs> I love that uh, First Avenue is featured so heavily in this movie. Yeah. The it's featured heavily in the, Club. in the user reviews. Is it? Okay, great. I will say this movie has the greatest opening scene, I think, in any movie. The opening is it's so strong. Blistering. It I mean, so because good. Let's Go Crazy is just such a phenomenal piece of it's work. It's unreal. I was thinking to myself last night, imagine going, to, going into the recording studio and coming out with that song. Oh, it is, just, yeah. Or just listening to the final mix of Let's Go Crazy. Yeah. It is a monster track. It's so good. I'm convinced that that's why they, they were like, oh, what a song to lead off a movie. Let's just write a movie yeah. around this this one song. Right. The movie Which is essentially what they did. The movie falls off dramatically after. <laughs> Let's go they crazy. Get into the thing that shocked me upon the rewatch yeah. is the length. Almost two hours long. Still Magnolia. You gotta cut it. It's about hour 48 minutes long. Yeah, you like, gotta. I, won't I mean, because- Cause there, you know, I think it's probably the length of a normal movie without the musical sequences. It's basically like a movie plus a bunch right. of music. I just, I think that that Magnoli could have had a conversation with his editor. I bet his editor was just like, Dude, I think there's some things we can cut, man. Like, I yeah. think we got some stuff we can cut. <laughs> Here, do a line and tell me what you think. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, it's great. This movie was edited between... 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. at a Coke party in L.A. And it was just like, leave it all in. Leave it all in. Oh, Steel Magnolia. <laughs> Look around you. No one's digging you. Oh, buddy. What a fucking waste. <laughs> what a fucking waste. <laughs> uh, and the plot. I mean, what is the plot? It's like... <laughs> Tortured artists. Yeah, torture artist, uh, you know, complicated like love dynamic, uh, but <laughs> complicated love. Dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> I want that on my tombstone. That should be a Facebook status uh, selection. <laughs> complicated Married, love dynamic, divorced, looking, mm. complicated love dynamic. But yeah, I don't get what's going on. Like, what? What's Morris Day doing? Like, he he's. Tr I understand he's trying to kind of get rid of the kid. Yeah. Uh, on the first av lineup, but what? Wh to what end? Uh, there can be only one. I think that the idea. But was there can that be that only three. He's <laughs> one of them. The kid is the other one. Right. But and I then think there's the, the modern heirs, which is the third act. It's so convoluted. <laughs> um, and then the like the 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 darling Nikki scene. I'm like, what? What's the what's he doing that's so offensive? Yeah. That everybody like she storms out crying. They come backstage they're like don't work your personal shit out on this stage. Yeah. It's like what he performed a song about meeting a dominatrix. 
Yeah. Uh, in a hotel lobby, masturbating with a magazine. Yeah. Um, I just took it in. I let it wash over me. It didn't. Even, I didn't even. I'll be honest. I didn't even blink at that. I could not get it, man. I did not Look read around. any. No one's digging you. <laughs> That's all I got out of it. It's great. So many great songs. Yeah, I didn't. I I watched this movie. You know, if you're swimming underwater, the songs were when you come up and you breathe and you're like, <gasps> okay, yeah, yeah. All right, and then it was just like, okay, dialogue. I gotta go under again. Except <laughs> like for was- um, except for the Apollonia six song, uh, se- uh, sex shooter, sex sex shooter, woof, sex shooter. Yikes! I would get out of the way. <laughs> that, that was a thing. bad song. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Prince wrote a lot of good songs for a lot of other artists. That was not one of them. <laughs> That's why we did we didn't hear much from Apollonia after that. No, we did not. All right. Anyway, let's get into some reviews, Greg. Uh, okay. Because today's feature presentation, once again, is the Purple Rain. Dearly beloved. Dave Kerr from Chicago Reader yeah. says Prince's 1984 movie debut seems more like his deification with an aggressively stupid plot line that serves only to set him up as a paragon of artistic integrity, sexual prowess, and superhuman sensitivity. <laughs> yes. That is the, in- you get it. You're in on the joke. That's the entire point of this movie is like a Prince vehicle. Yeah. It was I was to- wondering, I, uh, last night as I was watching, I was like, I assume that this is unintentionally hilarious. Like, that, that scene where he first sees Apollonia and puts on his son, he looks at her for a good minute and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of no dialogue. Yeah. And he looks at her and puts his sunglasses on and then like like a snake slinks <laughs> up behind her. Yeah, and just stands Like, there. just his head kind of slinks up. She turns around like two or three times. And she sees him and he's just like, and then like the fourth time she turns around, he's not there. And she's yeah, like, he goes, she goes, I really liked your song too. And he was gone. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't a puff of smoke. <laughs> purple smoke. <laughs> yeah. Purple smoke. It really did. I was like, oh, this is like the Dave Chappelle <laughs> impression of him. Yeah. So he's just poof, gone. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh man, this is so funny. I have to assume it's not supposed to be this funny. And Prince has a sense of humor, like yeah. I, we know he does. I mean, this has got to there's got to be a little bit where he knew that this was funny. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he knew it was funny. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Prince's room for a second? Ooh, Prince's yeah. bedroom looks like the bedroom of a 13 year old yeah. drama geek girl. <laughs> yeah, it totally from, does. From high school, it's like. Unicorn figurines and like glass <laughs> <Yeah>. blown. Uh, <laughs> it makes so no ridiculous. sense. He pulls up, he gets off his motorcycle, parks his motorcycle, yeah, goes into his room, and it's just like, dear diary. And the music he's playing, that fucking recording of a backwards recording of a woman crying. Yeah. It's he just puts dark. that on as ambient it's, music. It's super dark. He's like, "Come into my room. I'm gonna put. On, I'm gonna play you something." Sounds like she's laughing, doesn't it? It's like, no. It sounds like she's it's fucking like, crying. Definitely sounds like she's crying backwards. It's like, is that what you in the early '80s? Instead of like whale sounds, that was all they they couldn't yeah. record whales yet, so they were it, just like, 
It's so fucking weird. Well, let's get a lady crying and we'll play it backwards. <laughs> that's how you fucking seduce Apollonia. Well, I mean, that's good thing he's a good guitar player because those moves, if I pulled uh, those moves, yeah, I don't, I certainly wouldn't be walking as a free man. Well, I'm going to try it. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Does it sound like she's laughing? No, it sounds like no, crying. it sounds like a horror show. <laughs> Sounds like I'm about to be murdered. She's like, what did you do to her? I'm like, yeah, what did you do to her? Where did you get this recording? <laughs> She's crying sadder. I don't know when you play it backwards. Sounds like a weeping haunted doll. It suddenly becomes like a serial killer movie. <laughs> and in fact, his basement too. His basement is like the Silence <laughs> of the Lambs basement. It it's is like a li- yeah. Fucking, it is. It's like a labyrinth yeah. of rooms. He like goes downstairs and then like takes seven turns to get to where his father is playing a piano. Yeah, that scene, I didn't like that scene one bit. A, again, still Magnoli. I think you could have, that. There was a. there's an opportunity to edit. We're going right. to call that an opportunity to edit right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Setting up the drama of the basement. Like, unless there's a murder about to happen. It, that's what it looked like. <laughs> it took so long to get to the dad playing the piano. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> get out of here, son. <laughs> Go play your backwards recording of Ladies Try- Crying. I'm trying to play this junky piano that sounds like a uh, 80s Casio keyboard. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's totally like a fake. Oh, yeah, of course. Ding, 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 ah, ding. Is that a Steinway? <laughs> Fucking piece of junk box piano in the corner. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. All right, let's move into some uh, reviews from users who uh, saw this movie and decided yep. to uh, share their opinion. Yeah, not everyone has the same appreciation. I think you have to go in this being a fan of Prince Absolutely. rather than a fan of cinema. Yeah. So this first one begins <laughs> It's by Dan B. 421. I guess that's right after you get stoned. <laughs> he did. He wrote it the minute after he got stoned. <laughs> really bad with a couple of minor redemptions. <laughs> okay, I hate Prince. <laughs> In the two dozen or so albums he has released, there are a total of about four good songs. So keep that in mind when I tell you that this movie stinks. I have already completely dismissed whatever, how many ever paragraphs you're going to fill. And please, please tell me what four songs, what are your four songs that are only worth it for Brent? Yeah, four. (laughs) He... Begins his review of this movie by telling us not to listen to him. If you like Prince, don't listen to him. Absolutely. Okay, look, look, I hate Prince. All right? (laughs) Baseline. So take me with a grain of salt. Or just keep, just move on. Don't read what I have to say. This is a self-serving, egomaniacal, extended music video, and a bad (laughs) one at that. Prince can't act. Apollonia can barely stand up on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) She's not. Come on. She's not a great actress, but it's, he's not like... There's just somebody behind her propping her up the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. In like set blacks. Some guy with a fucking headset on. <laughs> she tragically passed away on the first day of filming and they did a weekend <laughs> at Bernie's thing. Oh, well, well, we have her under contract, so we gotta we can make sure she performs. <laughs> uh, there are two redeeming qualities. 
<laughs> Morris Day's self-parody role as Prince's rival is wonderful, especially since the real, quote, The Time was a far better band than <laughs> Prince ever put together. That's fucking bullshit. Untrue, sir. I think that the New Power Generation was a pretty good fucking band. Revolution. The New Power Generation. Yeah. Uh, his, mo- his last band before he died, uh, Third Eye Girl. Yeah. Fucking rock. I thought you were going to say Third Eye Blind, and my mind was about to leak out of my ears. Third I was like, eye he was in Third Eye Blind? Yes. Oh, As Prince's shit. backing band. <laughs> His backing band, uh, Semisonic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Prince and Matchbox 20. Also, the song When Doves Cry, as much as I hate Prince, is a great piece of music and a defining song of the <laughs> That is a simple admission. <laughs> defining song of the 80s i hate him so that's probably one of the four then i think yep. defining song of a decade eh. i gotta i gotta assume that's I one g- of them i gotta give it up <laughs> <laughs> gotta hand it to him <laughs> defining song of the 80s will go down in generations as one of the <laughs> finest songs of this decade i think he's a hack <laughs> i fucking hate this guy Dan B421 continues. <laughs> I despise movies with no real importance that take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I feel the same way about amateur reviews. If you want to hear Prince's music, his score for the first Batman is infinitely superior. <laughs> no, it's it's good. It's I really pretty good. Like it. But it's it's not better than Purple Rain. The album that contains the song that you just, in the previous paragraph, called the defining song of the 80s. Is, yeah. (laughs) Which one's superior? (laughs) I will never understand why Prince, oh, sorry, the the artist formerly known as Prince, is so popular and dredging through this entertainment black hole brings me no closer to an explanation. (laughs) It's all he's looking for is an explanation. Yeah. Hmm. And then at the end it says one and a half out of five. It, the rating went up as the review went on. He started off as a one out of ten. Maybe it was that <sighs> crack about the eighties, you know, the being the defining, defining song of the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that. Maybe he, I should maybe give me half a star. He changed his own mind. He's like, check back with me at uh, Dan B four twenty five. I might have changed my <laughs> mind. I'll be a little less high. You know what, Dan B? I'd like to talk to Dan B four nineteen. <laughs> yeah, I, I need somebody who's thinking straight. <laughs> Here's another one. This one's five out of ten. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. By Bill CR123. Prince, or whatever name he is currently using, this is a while ago, I guess, plays the kid, a struggling musician with a bad relationship with his father. That is the backdrop to what is mostly a musical to showcase Prince's talent. I like the title song, and the little man can play the guitar Hmm. well. Although he is not anywhere near the guitarist Jimi Hendrix was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you say so. He goes on. He strikes up a romance with the beautiful Apollonia, Ooh. who provides the highlight of the movie when she removes her top at a lake. <laughs> Revealing one of the most perfect sets of breasts I have ever seen. <laughs> okay. Perfect sets of breasts I have ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Look, I am a breast, I'm a set of breasts connoisseur. (laughs) (laughs) And this is one of the most perfect. I've seen so many sets. Oh, did you see her set? I break Uh. break it down by 
Left only, right only, and incomplete sets. Right, yeah. She had a great left breast. <laughs> yes. It's like I'm a but baseball this, card collector. Yeah, Apollonia oh, had the set. You had the complete set. Oh, good yeah, for you. Yeah, she collected all two. <laughs> oh, you had a left nipple rookie card. That is <laughs> rare. <laughs> Other than that, Purple Rain is just a long MTV video, which is only partially salvaged by Prince's and his rival, Morris Day's, good material for the soundtrack. I mean, I don't think it's supposed to be a, a long MTV video. No, it's not. There's supposed to be, there's a lot of plot. Plot got a little... Little Steel magnolia <laughs> Apollonia performs Sex Shooter in lingerie oh and proves that singing is not her talent, mm. but looking good in her underwear is. <laughs> well, uh, it's so weird. She goes out into the alley in her fucking underwear and yeah. a cape. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing a fucking cape. Every morning on trash day. That's basically how I drag the barrels to the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to go take the barrels out. I'll give the film a five out of 10 for Apollonia's rack and some <laughs> decent music. Let's do some Citizen Critic reviews. Here's some reviews of Paisley Park on Yelp. Yeah, you can go to his home. Go, you can go to the man's home. Did he live here full time? Yes. He did. That was his home. That was his home. <laughs> this is my home. I, he probably had other homes, but um, this was his main place. It had a recording studio yeah, and yeah. It had everything. It was, it was so place. is this like a, a northern Graceland? Yeah. In many ways, it's a, a, the equivalent of Graceland for mm. Prince, which is weird. Patent pen again, as as we described in the uh, Spinal Tap episode, it's weird to go to somebody's <laughs> to go house. to somebody's home. Yeah, yeah. People unless it's too an, much. unless it's an awesome tour. I don't know. I, I w- if if we could see like Prince's recording studio and shit, I would go on that tour. Well, you're about to find out, my friend. This is Paisley Park, Linda J, coming straight off our flight from ATL. Oh, can't type it out. That's it. That's Atlanta. That is Atlanta. Yeah, for those of you who are not familiar with all the nation's airport codes. Yes, that is Atlanta. I was so excited to see Paisley. Not Paisley Park. I was looking I was looking for the pattern. <laughs> I don't like your familiarity with it. The complex is directly off the highway and is a series of modern industrial buildings. Sounds like actually a mall. The gates were open, but no big crowds. Again, you're at a mall. <laughs> Ma'am, keep driving. We drive in and started to park when a skater dude looking teen, (laughs) who was actually security, jumped on the back of our car screaming we were at a private event and we were trespassing. (laughs) She fucking just drove into Paisley Park. Love it. And the only security they have is a friggin' scrawny teen on a skateboard. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Roaming the parking lot. (laughs) <laughs> he just rather than like skateboard in front of the car, he just dives on top of dives it. on the fucking trunk. <laughs> a little signage for a closed event would have gotten the message across more professionally. I think the message was delivered loud and clear by the yeah, skateboarding the team jumping on your hood, <laughs> screaming about it. <laughs> he could have let you park. Like there's, she wasn't driving. These people were about to mow down a field full of set up catering she tables. She sped up and was just jerking the wheel and he wouldn't let go of the hood. Like a TJ Hooker-esque it's a private event. hood jump. 
We were ordered out of the parking lot immediately. <laughs> because you were trespassing. And I'm not so sure that you did not hit the teen on the skateboard. Yeah. I think this <laughs> suddenly is, there were suddenly there was a teen on our hood. This is kind of like alibi by Yelp. I don't feel like it's Yeah. <laughs> no. What happened here was that these people just fucking plowed into Paisley Park, yep, yep. hit a, a bystander who was just riding a skateboard, assumed it was security at that point. <laughs> Because he, he was screaming at them. Uh, we were ordered out immediately. Needless, needless to say, we left and won't mm-hmm. be back to pad the pockets of whomever is <laughs> yeah. in charge of this so place. So you left. It's a hit and run. From what I'm yeah. reading, it's a hit and run. <laughs> this is a hit and run. This is one of those hit and run situations. <laughs> Imagine being in a hit and run and just not realizing it. <laughs> That's what happened here. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. that teen was awful rude. Well, you hit yeah. him with your car. Oh. <laughs> What else is there to see in Minneapolis? She says he jumped on the back of our car screaming. Yeah. Tumbled over the roof of your car. (laughs) Whomever is in charge of this place, I got to find out because I need to bill them for the blood all over my car. (laughs) I was blaring Kenny Loggins danger zone and I just, you know, you're going to listen to it with your eyes closed because you should. (laughs) And I hear a thump on the Maybe the front, but definitely the back of the car. <laughs> Try and get this skateboard out of my grill, would you? <laughs> hey, Siri, how to get skateboard out of grill? Skateboard lodged in radiator. <laughs> Blood stains. Search. Uh, yeah, you will definitely not be back. And you shouldn't go back because there's a warrant out for your arrest yeah, right now. You are wanted. <laughs> Here's another one from Jackie J. Jackie J. Jackie J. One out of five. Wow, I was extremely disappointed. I traveled so far to be taken in a cheap, low-budget tour. Okay. (laughs) The studios had poor lighting. What do you expect from Prince? Prince Mm. (laughs) Prince likes it dark. Keep it low. Like Prince's bedroom in Purple Rain. Like the tour is just like Prince's bedroom in the movie. It's like (laughs) dark with like weird ambient lighting. crystal figure yeah. figurines and fucking uh backwards sounds of women <laughs> crying that's what it should be i would pay for that tour yeah that's what i would expect yeah. i couldn't see anything the tour really doesn't say much about prince i wanted to see the kitchen where he cooked pancakes <laughs> that's fucking that's from the dave Chappelle thing is it pancakes for everybody the charlie murphy story one of the charlie <laughs> murphy stories about prince um makeup area I wanted to see his doves. What the fuck? I wanted to see the area where his clothes were made, where he made pancakes, <laughs> his makeup area. It's like, God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I wanted to see his autopsy. <laughs> Fucking back off. You got any toenail clippings I can, I can sift through? Yeah. Got, what do you God got? God almighty. <laughs> uh, I paid VIP. I should have had, I should have at least had food of his liking included for lunch. What? It's just- <laughs> You you want to you can't just you can't pay two hundred dollars and expect to be Prince for a day. Well, that's, that is a different. I wanted to wear his wigs. I wanted to <laughs> masturbate in his bed. <laughs> I paid two hundred dollars. Where's Apollonia? I want to touch her. I boobs. wanted to. St- <laughs> I wanted to star in a remake of Purple Rain. What the fuck? For Paisley Park, uh, she says not pay additional and sit in a cheap dinner setup. Oh, they do serve dinner. At the, I guess the, so. Yeah, wow. I wouldn't. Expect, I would be ecstatic if they served me yeah, dinner. Eating at Prince's place, uh, I'd be like, "Is this fresh dove? Is this one of his doves? <laughs> clearly, yeah, the dove the, breeding oh, ground." Yeah. yeah, you saw the doves. 
<laughs> I assure you. Delightful. It's like a, oh, this is a, what delicacy is this? <laughs> like a wood pigeon in Norway. It's wonderfully. <laughs> is this pheasant? It's so moist. Well, those, these are prince's doves. <laughs> Little gamey. <laughs> and purple. <Somehow> purple. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, it's undercooked. That's, you should send that back. The tour ended 15 minutes early. It was a very superficial tour, and most importantly, I felt rushed and didn't have time to react to anything. (laughs) Didn't have time to react? All right, let's move on to um, some Yelp reviews of First Avenue. Yeah, this is the legendary, club. legendary venue at which <laughs> the almost all of the action in this movie takes place. Yep. <laughs> they yep. rehearse there, they play there all the time. This is a review of First Ave, one out of five stars by Spike N. Spike N. Spike N. Spike N. This review. Hey guys, Spike N here. One out of five stars. I'd call it a urine-scented hellhole, but I like <laughs> urine-scented hellholes. Ew. Spike. What the fuck, man? <laughs> this place aspires to a hellhole. So it, it has the urine-scented down, but it doesn't have the hellhole part down. I like urine-scented hellholes. <laughs> okay. Why? What? Uh, Why? Well, that seems, yeah. You know that you're typing this out on a public forum, right, Spike? What are you reviewing exactly? <laughs> Do you think you're in like a subreddit right now for a very particular <laughs> sexual fetish? Yeah. You look like you have some urine to spare. Just pee on me. <laughs> Could Let's you, talk please? more about urine-scented hellholes. <laughs> oh, I didn't even like music. This place sucks. It's also always full of short people. <laughs> Isn't that yes. what you want at a club? I, I mean, if you're a tall person. Ideal. Yeah. I mean, as a short person, I'm like, I would prefer to be for you know, like yeah. short people. Yeah. Just have a fighting chance. I can see the stage. <laughs> this is, that's it. The end of the, that's the end of the review. Those are his complaints. That's all he said. It aspires to be a hellhole. It sucks. And it's full of short people. Man, Dude fucking it, hates short people. Uh, John D likes it a little bit better. Two out of five stars. I'm a big fan of Indian alternative bands. It just made me think quickly of uh, Steve Sanders in 90210. He's like, you know, I've never been a big fan of alternative music, but these guys rock the house. <laughs> There's the flaming lips. These bands often end up in a non-stadium venues for a variety of reasons. Nope. There is one reason why they end up in non-stadium venues. It's because they cannot fill stadiums. Going to see a band at a smaller venue should provide higher sound quality and better views of the performance. (laughs) Like, for instance, if it was full of short people all the time. (laughs) Somehow at First Avenue, this is not the case. Somehow at most small rock clubs, it's not the case. Uh, no, higher sound. Going to see like, a band at a smaller venue should provide higher sound quality? No, it's harder to get good sound at a smaller fucking rock venue. In my opinion, the sound is really not great. The no. mid-tones disappear and strong bass and distorted treble is overpowering. Oh, somebody knows his way around a mixing board. The mid-tones disappear. Oh, you are something else. Hey, everybody friend. with the mid-tones. <laughs> It's a great day for a band. The most mediocre band of all time. Uh, This has been the case for several concerts I have attended at First Avenue. 
Oh, he's like, where are the midtones? A good view is hard to find at First Avenue. He must be a short person. John D is not a tall man. Yeah, I guess not. This is one of the short people that uh, Spike N was complaining about. <laughs> Spike N. Oh, take it for granted. Don't get me started on John D. <laughs> He's too short. First Avenue is actually ruining live music for me because I've seen the same bands at other venues in different states and the clubs of similar size provide a, a much better experience. I live here now and still want to see live music. And then he, <laughs> and then he trails off yeah, with, a, just, with an ellipses. He has with an ellipses. <laughs> I live here now and still want to see live music. It's like, I invite your feedback now. Dear Abby, what do I do? It's an okay venue. Is this the guy that didn't like the mids? Yes, the midtones. Yeah, it is like the midtones. They disappear. Yes, they disappeared. A good sound guy can get those midtones up to where you need them, where those nipples get hard a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the midtones is what oh, do it. Oh, the midtones are really <laughs> tingling down in my nether regions. This is the whitest human being ever. It's just like, you know what gets me off? A solid <laughs> that's where you want to live musically. It's like you don't want to feel the bass. No, you don't yeah. want you don't want the treble to wash over you. Uh -uh. You, just, you just want some midtones. I want to hear car radio quality music uh. at every club. <laughs> it's like the gray area. It's a musical genre that I'm a fan of. Midtone <laughs> rock. Do you own the uh, the Calm app? Which it's it's like a meditative app. It's like waves or static. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's. Non-offensive, calming sounds. That's my favorite band. It's like <laughs> Connor for Real's uh, catchphrase verse that yeah. he wanted to do, and one of them was. Ooh, crank up the mids. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is from Karen A. Two out of five. Again, this is First Avenue. I really only go there for Thursday night Latin music. I would love to be able to give them two and a half stars, but that is not an option. <laughs> okay. She's hemmed in by the rating system. I would give them three stars, but it all happened one night on my birthday. Oh, boy. She is a storyteller. Imagine if you will. This is the story that takes place in the half a star difference between two and three. <laughs> Picture, if you will, one night on my birthday. I am on the edge of my fucking seat to see what that half a star difference is. Dig, dig, if you will, my birthday. <laughs> I would give them three starts, but it all happened one three night starts. on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> there I was, having a good time with my man, oh, huh. dancing the night away. Are you from 1940? <laughs> <laughs> this is another time traveler situation. With man dancing I was there away. with my man cutting the rug <laughs> it was a USO ball oh the old Charleston then I look up and there is a naked chick on the big screen quote pleasing herself oh with a shower head that seems... <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't a magazine? <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Wow. That must have been jarring. It got worse from there. <laughs> Imagine Ow. her just dancing the Charleston and being like, nah, 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 nah. and she looks up and it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> is it, what? A yeah. 
She's like, it was a rainwater shower head. It was a big shower. <laughs> dear, dear heart, look at the screen. I bet her husband was just like, yeah. That's all I've been looking at. <laughs> I, saw he, I guarantee he recognized the porn on the screen a full 30 minutes before she even realized it was there. You're all thumbs today, Howard. Why aren't you dancing? I love <laughs> You're not Latin looking night. at me. <laughs> Look into my eyes. <laughs> I can tell you it was all chick and not much clothing. <laughs> all yeah, chick. Okay. I mean, the shower head, unless she was pushing it through some acid wash jeans. I, right. Yeah, we assume that she was naked. Yeah. I, I would love to read the uh, accompanying review that her husband left. By her boy, her man. Oh, you guys, I had the greatest night at fucking First Avenue. It all happened one night on my girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> there I was, having a good time with my girlfriend, dancing the night away. Then I look up, and there is a naked chick on the big screen, quote, pleasing herself with a shower head. No, guys, I am not joking. But I can tell you it was all chick and not much clothing. <laughs> As we left, I did notice all the men mesmerized by the jiggly bits of the ladies on the screen. Yeah. Again, this woman came of age in the early 20th century. <laughs> jiggly bits. First oh, of all, her bathing suit area was exposed. <laughs> it's the, the most horrible way I could ever imagine to describe a woman's body is all the jiggly bits. Like It's like a poorly cut chicken thigh. Like, God damn it. Who's the butcher? Whose dumb idea was it to show a bunch of Latin that have been drinking oh. naked chicks on a big screen? Karen. <laughs> this is she lives up to her name. She is one of the Karens. She's a fucking racist. She's one of the Karens of lore. <laughs> she is one of the Karens of lore. Well, if you've been to First Ave, anywhere you look, there is a screen. I think this just spells disaster. You know, pent-up energy, aggression. I can hear the sirens now. Yeah. End of review. <laughs> this fucking dark. Like, that might be the most racist review I think we've ever read on this it's podcast. It's definitely racist. It's, it's super racist. Uh, you, can't, you can't get Latin guys all riled up uh, like that by showing them, you know. We've definitely got a Karen on our hands. If you show them pornography, they're going to... They're just going to, they can't control themselves. They're not oh, like us. Pent up aggression. Harv, <laughs> what are you looking at? The music's blaring. <laughs> You're a nightmare, Karen. <laughs> well, I've been to Minneapolis a few times and this is not a blueprint of like, I've, I like Minneapolis. I've never done either, any of these things. I've been to, um, I played a gig at, uh, the adjacent club, uh, Seventh Street Entry, oh. uh, to First Avenue, but I've never been in First Avenue properly. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool little city. There's this weird thing of you know people get mad about calling it a flyover state. Yep, and I just don't understand why. Like, I, it's well, it's it's demeaning. I can understand that. I don't it's, think it's, it's demeaning it's, at all. Like, I think it's like you don't. You're never going to be New York. You're never going to be Los Angeles. You're never like. Yeah, but saying that is is insulting. Calling it a flyover state means it's a place you don't go. It's a place <laughs> you don't go. Yeah, it's but in the I'm middle gone. of the country, you <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, but it's, the whole point is like people like go to the coast, like go to New York, go to San Francisco, go to you know. 
No, LA. it's a it's a term used by people who live on the coasts, right? To refer to places that are lesser and not worth going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I just say like I like this a is, lot. Don't don't die on this hill, Greg. No, I'm not gonna die on it. <laughs> I just think you know, there's like Chicago's not. I fly over that a lot, but it's still a good city. Of course, there are a lot of great cities yeah. in the country. Lawrence, Kansas, great city. I don't, I don't, I don't use the term flyover state. I mean, I use it just because I fly over more. <laughs> I, you know, but it's not like I don't mean to. Go like, ahead, I fly uh, go over ahead and expand them, but... on this. I'm going to sit back and let you talk about this for a while. <laughs> go just, ahead. I'm listening. All I'm saying is, yes, I fly over them a bunch. But when I drop in on them, I think they're great. I like them. Like, don't get mad that I fly over you a lot. <laughs> it seems like, like, come on, like, I need to, I need a reason to go, like, whatever. I'm not going to go to vacation in Fargo. What the fuck would you go to vacation in Fargo for? That's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Right? You need a reason to go to these fucking places. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if Florida was on the coast, like... <laughs> Or if whatever, I'm gonna. I should stop talking. If there was not water around Florida, yeah, it would be Kansas. Like there's, there's no offense, Kansas. If anyone listens in Kansas, <laughs> Florida is like in, like. <laughs> uh huh. i don't give a shit it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you should own your flyover it's whatever not everyone's gonna go to fucking minneapolis come on (laughs) like you know you need a reason so for you flyover country is not an insult no Flyover country is like I you most people fly from coast to coast because that's where all the fucking commerce no, happens. No, Greg, that is where your bias is showing. Most what? people do not fly from coast to coast. Where do they go? <laughs> <laughs> you you are the definition of a fucking coastal elite. No, but I mean it's not yes. a coast. Most of the business happens like on each of the coasts. <laughs> Most of what business? I mean, stuff business. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. science and commerce. Uh-huh. I don't know, but even Shipping. if you live in like uh, if you live in flyover country, like you generally. Whew, okay, I hear what I'm saying. <laughs> I do hear what I'm saying now. You hear yourself. Yeah, I, I kind of do, but it's not, I don't think flyover country should, I think you should wear it as a badge of honor and just work better at being a good city to let, to drop into. <laughs> you should right? wear it as a badge of honor because you don't have a choice. I'm, I'm referring to it as flyover country and also work a little harder. No, I maybe, mean, maybe you can become a coastal not city. Not all of them. Not all cities. I'm not sure work. how fucking tectonic plates work. Maybe you could become <laughs> coastal city. But if you're going to get offended, it's like, oh, I'm flyover country. And you live in a city that if somebody drops in and you suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
Well, yeah, no fucking tourist from the UK is going to be like, oh, I have to fly over there and go there. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a long day. It's, you know, I'm just emotional. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oof. Do you want to talk uh, at all about uh, you appeared on the Daily Zeitgeist? I did appear did on the Daily Zeitgeist. Did you have a good... Uh, and it was super fun. Good chat? It was a good chat. And it was... I had so much fun. And those guys are so funny. Yeah, they're great. No, I had a great time. I enjoyed that pod. Yeah. You recorded Friday and it came out on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take this opportunity to promote my uh, new single. I have a uh-huh. new song I'm putting out on Friday. Oh. So it'll be out It'll be out by the time uh, this airs. By the nice. Time this Which airs. ones? <laughs> by the time this is broadcast. This uh, it's a song called uh, To the West is Mars. Mm-hmm. And it's a delightful uh, <laughs> slice of chamber pop, I guess, dark chamber pop. Uh-huh. Um, got a string, got some strings on there. An interesting genre. You're trying to chamber corner there. It's, I got a new song coming out. It's, um, kind of, um, uh, mids. It's mostly mids. mids. Yeah. It's mostly mids. Um, I know one person that's going to be really excited. Yeah. It's mid, it's a mid, it's mid tone. Crank up the mids. So, uh, yeah, I've got that coming out. Um, Maybe I'll play a little bit on as we go out here. Yeah, uh, you should. I'll play. I'll play uh, some uh, a little bit of the track. Nice. And uh, you can it. get it on uh, my Bandcamp at uh, scottjanovitz.bandcamp. I think dot com. Greg, do you have anything to uh, push? Just wait for my coffee table book. <laughs> it's things I like about your city <laughs> coming out soon. It's called an apology. Things I like about your city <laughs> by Greg Conley. Follow us as always on the Instagram at Citizen Critic Pod. I'm on Twitter at Scott Janovitz. Greg's on Twitter at Little Turd. Uh, cheers, and we'll talk to you next week when we're doing Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Citizen Critic comes to you from Double Elvis and is executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. It was created by Jake, Greg Conley, and me, Scott Janowitz. I also composed and recorded the music, and I engineer and edit the show. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.